0: You're listening to Technically 200, a podcast about some amazing Black and Latino women in STEM. This new season, in honor of Black History Month, we're celebrating the stories of Black women in STEM. Stay tuned each week for interviews and roundtable conversations, because we'll be talking to women in tech, entrepreneurship, finance, and much, much more. Welcome back to another Technically 200. I am your host, Matt Stevenson, and I am here with the lovely and vivacious duo of Janae Butler and Brittany Thompson. Janae Butler is a program manager of Google Cloud over at Google, and Brittany Thompson, she is a senior security program manager at Microsoft without going into the very long bios that I could go into, because then we would be halfway through the podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: So I hear you. You two ladies actually already know each other.
1: Oh, yeah. Good. Yes, we do. That's my girl. (laughs) Back in our Microsoft days, actually, I think we got connected through um, the Blacks at Microsoft, so bam, Um, our employee resource group, where we were both very active and trying to find ways to connect, uh, tech with the local community and vice versa. And, you know, there's some folks that you just, you look at and have a conversation with a couple of times. It's like, we probably should be friends long-term. And that's what happened with us. We just immediately clicked and we've been friends ever since.
2: (laughs) Definitely. We are definitely on the same page with a lot of things personally and professionally. So it was just, it was a no-brainer that we clicked.
0: You know, I think back to when I was in the private sector and there was, I was working at a bank and there probably was, no, there was definitely a black ERG. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember feeling particularly drawn to it. Mm -hmm. But now in 2021, I feel like if I were working in the private sector, i probably would want to be pretty active do you think that there has been a shift over the last bullet uh not even just the last year because obviously there's been a shift but even the last decade in terms of uh black employees your own spheres who've been engaged in uh in the black community within within the organization
1: Absolutely. I think we see that type of growth happening definitely year over year and even more of an emphasis around it in the last 12 months. But um, from when I joined tech seven years ago, um, you know, I think it was a point for me and thinking about the advice that I was given from colleagues or future colleagues and folks who are already in the field they always mentioned finding your internal, your internal uh, source of home, like some sort of home away from home, um, and a lot of times that pointed at the uh, the ERG um, that is centric to the Black community. And so, for me, it's always been something that I valued, a part of my experience through corporate America. I, I couldn't really see myself without having those connections um, that I've made through, uh, either BAM or BGN here at Google. Um, but I know that this space has been growing, right? I know that it's all very much voluntary. Uh, and when you are working with voluntary work, you know, uh, the levels of effort may vary, um, across. So some chapters may not be as active. Some folks may not be putting out as many events or opportunities to connect. Um, but, I think that over the years, that level of volunteerism has definitely increased more creative events that allow us to connect with each other in different ways that once were not possible, Um, starting to see a lot of development. And even from a senior leadership level, right? They're taking ERGs way more seriously and tapping on them to be that point of truth or that source of truth for data collection um, on whatever minority focused or whatever that underrepresented group is that the ERGs are focused on. Um, So it becomes a win-win for everybody, you know? Uh, Networking, socialization, um, but also, being uh, the voice or the representation of this group that otherwise would not have a seat at the table when it comes down to senior leadership decisions. So definitely seeing growth for sure. But in particular,
0: I'd love for you to touch on what role you think ERGs play today in a, in a corporation, as well as what you think it takes for an ERG to actually have some teeth and not just be a way to placate um, certain demographics within a company.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say with the ERGs, this is my first one. I will start off by saying that being at Microsoft is the first ERG I've ever been a part of. Now, the other tech companies I was at, I was in the retail space. So now that I'm in corporate, being able to find, bam, Blacks at Microsoft, being able to find that and network and, just be myself and let my hair down and vent in that safe space has not only been important, but honestly, it's been critical to my mental health, especially in the last 12 months, being in a pandemic, being in quarantine, being in this political race, civil war, whatever you want to call it. It has been very a, a daunting experience to be quite honest, to, to be black in corporate America. So I would say in order for our ERG to have any type of teeth, any type of um, reach, we, we need that volunteer that Janae was speaking on earlier. We need that passion. We need that commitment. And not anything that's halfway done or just to check off your d bucket list or whatever just to like get that type of, in a, in a way, street cred. You need to really put in that work and see a difference and see a change. And being able to have that direct ear to senior leadership, the chapter that I'm in is kind of like the mother chapter. So, we're based out in Washington. So, this is where the first chapter, the first um, BAM chapter was created. So, being able to work with the leadership team in Washington, having them jump into our monthly calls where we're able to directly voice our concerns with them, being able to let them know what we're feeling, what we're seeing, what we need more of, what we need less of, having that direct um, communication to that senior leadership office has been very beneficial because now we have our own DNI program manager who actually focuses on these initiatives. So without our group voicing that, that wouldn't have happened.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and and similar to what's happening over here on our side, you know, if I think about what happened with uh, George Floyd last year, that really was a catalyst to a lot of additional investments into the ERGs, especially the BGN group, which is uh, an acronym for the Black Googler Network. Um, it's our version of BAM. And, you know, I've and so I've been, at, I've been at Google for about a year and a half now. So I came in right before George Floyd and I got to get a taste of what it was like, I guess, before what happened with Floyd as well as afterwards. Um, and it's always been interesting to compare this experience to what I saw at Microsoft. Um, but I think I can d- uh, confidently say that uh, it seems like senior leadership, they're definitely leaning in a little bit further than they have before um, in terms of, um, and I mentioned this earlier, the way that they're investing in the types of resources that we're able to provide, right? Um, and, and listening to, the, to the, uh, the voices of our community to help create this more inclusive workspace. And if you think about both Google and Microsoft, you know, both companies are based in the West Coast, um, in cities that are predominantly, uh, that are not predominant um, in minorities, especially black communities. And so a lot of the times what happens when, you know, someone joins uh, Microsoft or Google, they have to relocate from their community um, and move into these hubs that may be based out in Washington, that may be based out in Mountain View, and there's not a lot of Black people out there, right? There's not a lot of us. And so having this ERG to just exist, right, is really creating psychological safety. And I think that what, what happened with George Floyd was a great representation of why we have to have these spaces for us um, to maintain that. And I think that senior senior leadership, if they're thinking about retainment, recruitment and retainment, they realize that there is a direct correlation and how we're uh, and how we're feeling about our job versus how engaged we are with the ERGs um, that are most directly tied to us. And so, um, the 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 transformation of how senior leadership is starting to get involved. Um, I know that Google has created the um, what we call BLAG, and it's the Black Leadership at Google. It's, it's kind of like a I'm not gonna call it an ERG, but it has been birthed right um, in response to what they were hearing from the BGN group um, and knowing what they know about um, the inequalities that we're facing at work. And so they're really trying to take a stance and creating additional safe spaces um, that can promote the recruitment and the overall retainment of the black talent that they're bringing on. um, Since they understand that having a home away from home is critical to our success individually and collectively
0: that's fantastic that there there are several access points or collectives that are meeting uh to focus on on these issues and that it's not housed with with one sort of chief diversity officer or one erg i i would be I'd be interested to know what role you think working in a major tech company has has impacted your and I, I loved you you mentioned the, the notion of psychological safety mm. you know as a as a black person working in a major tech company, so or major tech company so what are the what are the benefits you know whether it be access to resources political capital, et cetera, um, what are some of the disadvantages that you all have have seen?
2: I would say some of the advantages would be, of course, that that safety net, that mentorship, um, that sponsorship, because those are definitely two different things. And mostly, I would say it's really the network, being able to connect with other um, black individuals in the company because it's not always about what you know; it's who you know. Prime yeah. example: I, the job I have now, <laughs> <that>. the job <laughs> I have now was because of me and my big mouth. Was me talking? I went to a very amazing conference called AfroTech with Janae. And, say, you <laughs> right, who was I there with? <laughs> and I, before I went there, I told her I was like, "Listen, I'm leaving with the job." I am going to get a new role with, with Microsoft. I was with Microsoft at the time. So I'm going to get a new role. And she was like, OK, bet. And sure enough, I did. So the role I have now is because of networking, is because of talking, is because of just having a simple, it really was just a simple five minute conversation with a person that I did not even know at the time was a CVP in my org. And I was and later on in that day I found out that he was so naturally, I'm like, Janae, oh my God, what did I just do? I'm trying to like replay the conversation in my head. But I'm worked out. I'm here. <laughs> and I got a promotion. But it's it's really important to have that network and not be not be afraid to to speak your truth because you are your biggest advocate, honestly. Your career is gonna go wherever you take it. You are in the driver's seat. So if you go in slow, if you keep making all these lefts, you're not gonna get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, the way I like to to look at it, honestly, is really about that network and being able to lean on to those like-minded individuals, especially the ones that look like you, because they're going to give you the real quote-unquote tea about the role, about the company, about the team. You're not going right. to get that anywhere else. You're not going to get right.
1: that at truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly will, I will say that a lot of my self-discovery of how I can really propel my career forward came through the conversations of the folks that I'm meeting within these ERGs, right? Um, they It really is that home away from home. I, that's how I've always thought of it. And, you know, whatever whenever doubt starts to creep in um, or even imposter syndrome, I can always think of somebody in my BGN or BAM network that I can lean on um, because they're like-minded, they've gone through similar experiences. And it seems like ERGs are just a collection of people who are going through similar experiences as you and being able to provide um, real-time feedback, opportunities to just expand your own comfort with networking, right? They they definitely hold a lot of value. Um, you asked a part, and I, I'm completely agreeing with what... Um, what Brittany's saying. There's so, many, there's so many different benefits to getting involved. And I think that for anyone who's listening to this podcast, if there is an ERG that exists in your company or in your space, please join it. Um, and if there isn't one, create one. I, we need these in every single space that exists as if there's a collection of black people, we need to have, and not just black people, but just a collection of underrepresented people. Um, you need to have a safe space. I will say to the second part of that question though, um, what the the uh I guess the downsides are to ERGs. Um, you don't get paid for it. There's a lot of great work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. This yeah, still applies. you don't get paid for it. You don't get paid for it. It's all <laughs> over work. So there's great strides being made, right? At helping us get Positions at senior leadership tables, um, getting opportunities uh, to um, invest into career development and professional development, right? There's a lot of great work. You know, there's all hands that we're hosting with guest speakers. There's so much work being put in, and this is all considered someone's um, side hustles. This is like a, a part time volunteer only. And I think that the work being done for these ERGs deserve, you know, full-time committed roles with the full package as well, but it's all still considered voluntary. Um, And I think that that's an opportunity for tech to improve when it comes down to these ERGs. Um, Voluntary makes it still feel optional. Um, And I think that we are reaching a point where it's clear that having this sort of community is non-negotiable. If you really want to see that long-term career being birthed from something like this, And so I think that by turning, you know, these ERG volunteer roles into full time positions, uh, that would be uh, the type of opportunity that a lot of us uh, would love to take on because there's so much more work that could be done if there was, you know, a couple of coins involved.
2: I definitely agree to that. And one more other downside I would say is um, with it being such a a volunteer space, you don't always get as much passion as you would like you don't always get that authenticity as you would like. And sometimes you do notice that it's a hidden agenda. Sometimes why someone is actually trying to volunteer help and it's just like, are you just trying to like promote yourself or do you actually care about the event or the task at hand? So it's some sometimes like a, a gray area, a little blur to try and figure out like, are, are you with this for real?
1: hmm yeah, 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 for sure. There is definitely, um, folks who are just trying to check off on boxes um, yeah. rather than actually pushing our narrative and our missions forward. and um, but yeah, the 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 concept of the ERGs and this the work that's being done is definitely something that I could never discount. you know, there's amazing things, and there's probably a lot of the reasons why that people continue to stay at their companies, their respective companies. Um, ERGs can really make or break your ultimate experience.
0: What do you all think about the role of a chief diversity officer?
1: I think they got to be ground workers, honestly. I think if you're going to take on the role of of a chief diversity officer, I think it's great to have one, Um, but I think in order to be impactful, you need to either be a ground worker or connected to the ground workers to understand what's really happening um, and where attention needs to be. Um, further invested uh, and uh, making sure that the voices of the unheard actually have the platform to be heard. Um, And this is just kind of going across the board. I think that um, having some sort of strategy prioritization and, you know, having what our ultimate end goals are um, coming from someone like a chief diversity officer is great. Um, But I think with the space of diversity and inclusion, you have to be weary of folks who are literally just trying to check off the boxes. Right. And they're not really trying to push, um, push for change. And I feel that change can only be really pushed if you're connected with the groundworkers and the folks who are the grassroots uh, folks who are really trying to make that change happen from the bottom up.
2: And I was going to say, I definitely agree with that. Um, we need to be able to have our ears to the ground, as Janae said, because it is a lot of people who do just check that box off. I know I keep repeating it, but I really have seen it a lot. But without having your your ear to the ground and knowing what the your employees really need, you can't really make a change. You're just making a change off of your own, what you're trying to do. The majority of the time, the chief adversity officer doesn't always look like us. So you can't really know what we need unless you talk to us. So in a lot of like a lot of the terminology people like to use on social media and whatnot is you're invited to the cookout. It's like, no, you have to put in work to come to the cookout. Like, did you prepare a meal? You know what I mean? Like you can't come empty, empty handed. You're not just, you're not just going to come here. So you need to be invited. And when we say invite, you need to actually prove that you are trying to make a change with us, that you understand us and not just trying to get a better role at a company.
0: There was something that you had mentioned um, earlier about the the impact and sort of the 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 weight that an ERG has, especially in response to the unrest that we've seen over the last twelve months, and in particular uh, George Floyd's murder. Yeah. Now you actually authored something called the Standing United Deck,
1: Janae. Yeah, I did. Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> Tell us about.
1: Yeah, it's funny. That's now a startup company called the Standing United Project. So uh, it is um, what it started off as was a deck in response to George Floyd's death. Right. I just I'm the only black woman on my team. Um, And at that time, I was working with uh, about 30 engineers of a variety of backgrounds. And, you know, these conversations are not easy to lean into. They're not comfortable. It's usually a little awkward. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, we're one of the few in the room and that just kind of adds an unnecessary layer of additional anxiety and discomfort. And so I was trying to be proactive and avoid that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to step into any awkward conversations because I knew they were coming. I knew with George Floyd's, uh, that was a very unique a scenario because it was all filmed, and we're in the middle of a quarantine, so everybody saw it, so I could see what was coming. Um, and so I created a deck taking advantage of um, some skill sets that I don't typically get to use in my day to day, which is just content creation. Um, and I shared that with my boss. It's 14 slides the impact of George Floyd, why Black Lives Matter, what that all means in terms of the allyship journey, and how you can get involved. Um, I wouldn't have considered it my best work. It was still with grammar mistakes, formatting issues left and right, but I just wanted to give my boss something to just aid his conversation that he was going to have separate of me being there. And it just, that, it became a thing. It became a beast of its own um, and it it became uh, a resource that folks Um, across the company use uh, to facilitate these conversations. And um, not just individual teams, but a variety of uh, ERGs and a variety of internal groups um, have put this a part of like their, on their landing page of their hub, you know, it's become like a a critical one-stop resource. A one stop shop resource. Um, and I've been very honored to be a part of these conversations and talk to so many uh, smaller subsections of these ERGs that do exist. And, you know, each tech company has a million of them. Um, and so I've been able to, to really tap into the variety of ERGs that exist and share this content and, and really help us close or at least start to close some of these inclusivity gaps. Um, that deck has not only touched all of Google, every corner of Google, but it's also made its way outside of the company as well. So um, it's made its way into the educational world, um, government facilities. I, I can't even begin to give you a list of all of the people who um, are using this uh, just as a conversation starter. Um, but that is what fueled the creation of the actual Standing United project. Um, the business, the startup business. We are a, um, a resource hub. We're all about creating digestible, accessible, and inviting content around this topic in particular, um, giving folks an opportunity to really challenge what they think they know about this and giving them um, almost like a kiss on the forehead. Like, you know what? I, we understand that you have a few challenges and it's okay. Um, it's just a matter of committing to wanting to try to close those gaps, those empathy gaps, um, those inclusivity gaps, um, and doing it in a way where there's support and a community to to back them. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's its own it's his own thing now. I'm really excited about that.
0: <laughs> and that and that grew from what would you say that that grew from from frustration.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what it grew from. Uh so yes, frustration for sure. Frustration at the consistency of how this happens, you know. We we've, we've been fighting for change. We we're not new to this story. This is you know, we know George Floyd wasn't the first man, the black the first black man to be killed by police. Um and so I think it's the frustration of that collective heaviness. Um but really ironically, what uh, led to me taking that day off and creating the deck was a conversation that was happening within the Black Google network. Someone said, y'all, we understand it is a hard time for all of us. If you need to get offline and process, do that. Um, take as much time as you need. And I read that message and I'm like, no, I'm okay. I think I'm, I think I'm all right. But the more I thought about it and the more I participated in that conversation, I realized that no, I actually am very heavy and I am going to take some time off. Um, and so it was the BGN group, the, this ERG here at Google, that gave me that courage to take time to myself and use that time to the best of my ability. And that's just so happened to be what I, (laughs) I spent that off time doing thanks to them. And then
0: it comes full circle, right? The ERG in your corner, right?
1: Yep. Yep. It comes full circle. Yep. So, I mean, we can, I can harp all day long of why I think ERGs are so valuable, but the support, the endless support that they give, especially in moments like those, right? Whenever we see, something that directly impacts our community take place um there's just so much love there there's so much support there and encouragement um, and just gentle reminders to keep going and keep doing what you're doing Um, and i'm very thankful for for the individual because it was just one person who came up and was like i know we're tired take your time off so many thanks to that person for sparking something in us that wasn't offered in any other avenue, you know, like my boss wasn't telling me to go take time off. Uh, My coworkers weren't telling me to go take time off. It was someone that I never met before within this one common connection um, that told me to do that. And I think that really was what led me here. So yeah, full 180.
0: One thing I'd love to know is, and Brittany, if you could start off is when I think about Being Black in tech, being a Black woman in tech today, I'm sure that you all are being sought after like like never before. And (laughs) I'm sure you're (laughs) filled with LinkedIn requests and solicitation. And can I interest you in this offer? And there are a lot of bright, shiny things out there. What what can Microsoft do to retain top talent, the top talent that resides in Brittany Thompson?
2: That's like, a deep question. <laughs> a little nervous to answer. Um. Oh, well, from my experience so far with Microsoft, they they're doing a very good job in keeping me here, the, the BAM network That ERG, that is something special, to be quite honest. They have lifted me up during this this time of unrest. They have um, backed me professionally when I needed to negotiate my salary for the first time. The first time I ever had to come across that situation, I knew nothing about it. And I sent a quick little ping in one of our group chats and so many people were very eager to be like, put a meeting on my calendar. I went through that too. Let me tell you what I think. I don't know these people at all. We have never crossed paths. We are not on the same team. None of that. It's just they're black at Microsoft too. And they understand what it's like to be, to be black in this and in, in technology in a big company in a big tech company and being able to, to lean on them, to vent to them, to um, throw ideas at them it's made it easier for me to, um, articulate as it made it easier for me to voice my concerns, to voice my needs in a way that I know it will come across as the most professional and respectful way, because that's another thing that we need to make sure that we do as well. I cannot be seen as the an angry black woman. I cannot be seen as aggressive, but not only am I black, I'm also Puerto Rican and Cuban. So I cannot be seen as spicy. I cannot be seen as feisty. And I'm seen as that a lot in my personal life, which is fine. But in my professional life, I am more than just those adjectives because if it was a white male, he's just assertive. He's just being a boss. But for me, I had to figure out a different way to get my point across. And I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to do that without the ERGs, without BAM. So I would say Microsoft is keeping me here because like BAM is a big part of it. The, the amount of support that goes into that group, granted, we're not always um, able to get our message across as much as we would like. Just, you know, resources may be a little scarce here and there, but we still, we can make do with what we have. And we make, we, we make do. We definitely do. And one thing that I'm also, I do on the, on the outside of BAM is I facilitate uh, new employee orientation. And so, I'm able to speak to all of the new hires that are coming in each time. So I actually have one tomorrow. It's about 200 attendees. Me and a co-facilitator will be doing that. And after each time I've done it, about maybe always like a handful of Black people within that group, and they always ping me on the side, and they're like, "Oh my God, I didn't know like someone like you or could do this or someone in your position." And and I always wear make sure I wear a BAM shirt so they can see that. Look, we have this here, and they always ask me about BAM. They always ask me about being a woman, being a black woman in corporate and to be able to be that representation for someone else because I know I needed it and I didn't have it. So to be able to project that and give that off is it's is, is very rewarding.
0: Can you give me the top three ways that an ERG can show up for a member? Because I'm I, I think. I mean, we've got Microsoft and Google represented on this call, but not everyone works in Microsoft and Google. And, and and there are many folks out there who may be in an ERG that, in their experience, is underperforming. So it would be really generative to hear maybe the top three ways that BAM or any other ERGs that you've seen have shown up for you or others. And Brittany, once you start, you could go with four if you'd like.
2: Um, well, to echo that, that psychological safety, I think that's my number one, because after just, you know, a few examples, of everything we have, the, the fun moment that we had at the Capitol in January, that, that was cute. Um, it wasn't mentioned anywhere besides BAM. Um, George Floyd was not mentioned anywhere besides BAM. So being able to know that I'm not alone being able to have meetings and all of the bubbles popping up our black faces Mm -hmm. that sense of like Janae said that home away from home so that's my number one that psychological safety where i'm able to to vent and not not always have to code switch because it is very tiring to do code switching it's it's tiring it is it's draining especially when the outside world is so heavy And then I have to get in these meetings and I have to respond to these emails with best regards, Brittany, and to whom it may concern and all that. And it's like, I hope this email finds you well, even though I'm not well when I'm sending it. So being able to have that that safety is my number one. Being able to have the platform to reach out to the masses, to reach out to other organizations, to reach out to different networks. So that platform will be my number two. My number three um, kind of goes into my number two, but that network, being able to connect with others, that collaboration, being able to bring more more resources into BAM, to bring more voices into BAM. Um, so yeah, I would say that psychological safety would be definitely my number one, that networking space. Yeah, I think I think that sums it up as much because I I can go on and on, but I think that's pretty much the umbrella where I'll stem from and pull out more. But those are like the the main, if you will.
1: Those are good. I have a few. I would like to add. That out. I, I want to. I would. I definitely agree that psychological safety is key, and I think if I think about that in execution. I think about that as not just having a safe space to vent, but to know that we can come together in confidence and trust that um, not only are we being heard and understood within the four walls of this ERG, but we got people in there representing our concerns to senior leadership, right? It's not, I don't think an ERG should ever be um, too many degrees separated from senior leadership. I think there's enough data to collect there. There's enough opportunities of low hanging fruit opportunities that help make this the business work in favor of all employees and not just some. And so I think about knowing that We have channels and just ways to get our feedback up to senior leadership through the ERG and knowing that that's a priority for them. Um, In addition to having that ability to connect us with each other um, and have those safe and vulnerable spaces um, that allows us to just almost disrobe, right? And take off that code switching hat and to take off or take off that pressure. That is typically associated um, with your teams, um, especially if you're one of the few that look like you um, on your team. I would also say, in addition to that, um, whew, that's actually like my number one. Um, I, I really, I really think I have this strong feeling or a strong uh, desire to see ERGs being connected to senior leadership. Uh, But in addition to that, um, to kind of tap on the home away from home feeling, I don't want to ever step into an ERG and it's like the same feeling you get from watching the news and just nothing but political news, bad news, news that forces um, an emotional response. Of course, you want to come into a home away from home and be able to laugh. So having events and opportunities to um, engage lightheartedly with each other, right? Have something to look forward to. If your day was whooping your butt, you have meetings from nine to eight, at least, you know, at 9 p.m. you got a happy hour with some of your favorite folks in your ERG. You know, just having abilities to um, help us disconnect from the mundane Nonsense that comes with the average working day, right? The the challenges, I guess you could say. Um, Probably would talk the last one off with um, having opportunities to engage. I think it's one thing to offer, you know, a variety of things to the community. Um, I think it's another thing to not only offer that, but extend an invitation for you to collaborate as well. So I'm huge on volunteerism. So, you know, if there's an opportunity for me to raise my hand and get involved, I would like to take it. And so having a sense of invitation, right, Um, inviting your members to not only participate in what's going on, um, but to be actively involved, right? Knowing that one of the ultimate um, priorities for this ERG is career growth. And a great way to grow your career is through some self-serve or some selflessness, uh, service to others. Um, and so giving people the opportunity to step up, own, you know, a project, um, an event or something like that, and giving them the chance to grow skill sets so that their career can flourish. Um, I probably would, I would talk that at my number
0: three. You got me wanting to start an ERG for my little my yeah. organization. <laughs>
1: do, it. do it, do it. Everyone needs it's one. Incredible. Even if it's just two people, right? It's just knowing that a space exists specifically for what you guys have in common. I mean, what more could you ask for? Go for
2: That's it. That's all you need. Bounce ideas off one another. That's all you
0: need. <laughs> I, I will say this as, as you all have mentioned, this is voluntary and uh, <laughs> my hand's not up to do it. So I will encourage my employees to start an ERG, if not several. So <laughs> last question for you, you ladies. Um, what was the last song you listened to or what song do you have on a repeat? repeat?
1: That's a good one. You Um, know, this this is, before I even answer this question seriously, just in general, I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi music lately. I don't know if you guys are familiar with lo-fi, but, you know, when you go to a coffee shop and the little elevator music you typically hear just uh casually playing in the background and you just suddenly feel very focused and can get all your work done, that type of music is called lo-fi. And I play it almost on a daily basis now. It's almost a part of my... I'm not gonna say almost, it actually is a part of my daily routine. Um, it's great for getting work done, but also managing stress and anxiety. And Spotify, just gonna plug this in here. Spotify has great lo-fi playlists. Love Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there.
2: Let's see. Um, the last song. You Can right? I get the the last artist? Cause I was just looking, I was like, some songs I don't need to be saying on here. <laughs> Um, the last artist, I would say, is it's a tie right now between Black and mm-hmm. Janae Aiko. So they are very, you know, R&B, soothing, sometimes love songs, sometimes yeah. other type of songs. So I would say those two artists lately have just been like my Zen moment, my mm-hmm. meditation moment, mm-hmm. my pour a glass of red wine moment mm-hmm. after a long day. So, um, those two artists have definitely been soothing me a lot, I would say.
1: Yeah. It feels like music has, I mean, I think music has always served that purpose, but I feel like lately having those playlists and those songs that can really help you unwind from Mm -hmm. the variety of things that are happening in like our personal lives and our jobs as well as in the world, I think is critical. Um, I'm listening to Kanye West again a lot lately. I'm tapping back into um, which the old album? Kanye. Oh, Kanye! Yes. Okay. Good. Um, okay. Good. <laughs> the graduation album. Ooh. I mean, despite what happened with Kanye recently, he really has an eye for music. That man can really produce a good song, and so I've been playing um, "I Wonder" almost every day for at least a week. Um, it's been doing something for me. That whole album has been doing something for me, but specifically, I wonder. Let me tap back into my old Kanye. You know, it's something about the way that how the song starts. It's like find your dreams and I wonder, like, I don't know, it does something for me. (laughs) What about you, Matt? What are you listening to? Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Whoa!
2: Flipping the tables. (laughs) Go ahead, answer the question.
1: (laughs) Am I listening to
0: Thundercats? I mean, you know, like, OK, you listen to Thundercats. So sorry, Thundercats, not, not okay. the artist. Okay.
2: I got excited for a second.
0: <laughs> if I had a song on repeat right now, I'm so music for me is so I feel very much disconnected to music. Uh, I'm, hmm. not, I'm not as connected as I, as I was in college, college. I mean, and when I was in college, that was prime, like Kazaa, LimeWire days.
2: LimeWire, like, like, yes.
0: I, was just <laughs> like, I mean, I was spending hours toggling between studying and music discovery. Like, yeah, what? That, what the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> i'm I'm a little disconnected from music these
1: days. You know, and it's all right to be disconnected because the way that these music apps work now, I don't know how much you are invested in Spotify. I really feel like Spotify owes me a a, a check for how you much need I to be about. a brand ambassador at this point. I love Spotify because they expose you to so much music, depending on what your interests are. Spotify can take that data and create some really awesome playlists. And you're like, oh, my, I didn't even know I needed to hear this song. I didn't know I needed to know this artist. So if you want to get on Spotify and just kind of play around <laughs> with those mixes they give you, you need an affiliate you. link
2: at this point.
1: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you do.
0: I'm, I'm on Spotify. I'll, I'll, I'll dig back into Spotify and, and try yeah. to make it a, a more used app for sure. Yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day, you remember Pandora, like the early days of Pandora. Oh, Pandora was so when when I when Pandora first came out and it was doing the whole music genome
1: project, it would give you the same two songs over because it was still learning. It, you were you're right i now that i recall the beginning days of pandora were a little choppy they were getting much better by the time i finally deleted the app though that's when i discovered <laughs> spotify just really took the cake. but i if i recall my final days of pandora i'm like okay you guys you, you've been figuring out your algorithm i can't be mad at that you you are You figured out the shuffle beyond these same two songs. It's good. They
2: did. They did. Like, I would put on the Drake station. It would just play. And I'm just like, oh, some old Drake, some new, throwing, sprinkle some J. Cole in there a little bit. It was... But
1: then they would mess it up and throw in, like, a Miley Cyrus song. But... Right. Why is
2: Party (laughs) with USA playing? That's not what I asked for. I asked for nothing was the the same. Why would you put this on
1: here? Right.
0: (laughs) These, these, these troubling first world (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: product <laughs> 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 <world> issues, man. <laughs> Just want to keep
0: thumbs down and stop giving me commercials.
1: <laughs> That's all I ask for. Can't ask for much else. Mm-mm.
0: Well, ladies, thank you so much. Uh huge thank you to janae Butler and Brittany Thompson for joining me on today's technically 200 table talk. It was my esteemed pleasure. Ladies, thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Thank, thank you for you. having thank us. You.
0: Um, and <laughs> <for our> next, <laughs> join us for our next technically 200 episode thanks for listening to today's episode of technically 200 don't forget to subscribe and visit us at technically 200.com until next time